and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Community Connections Podcast. Uh, it's just me hosting today, so Emily is out this week, but I have actually three incredible guests that have made multiple appearances now on our podcast, and we're releasing this because we are in Nurses Week of 2022, and nurses are such a huge component to what hospices do for their patients. Uh, they are that face-to-face frontline care. And so we want to come on and talk about them. We are doing a little bit of a theme this year because it's one thing to talk about the job that they do and explain that to the community. It's another thing to really understand what it's been like working uh, out there in homes, in nursing facilities, in hospitals over the last two years during the pandemic. So I have Caitlin McFadden. She's the director of home care. I have Amy Leonard. She is the director of our patient access team and Josh Proctor, who is the director of inpatient services here at Hospice of Davidson County. So I'll say welcome to all three of you. Good morning. Good morning, Ben. All right. So to get started, and I will do this a lot so that uh, we just have some awkward silence here, but just to, to anyone who wants to go first, your team of nurses, you all have multiple nurses on your team. What do you think, what would you say they've been through over the last two years when it comes to serving our, our hospice patients? I'd say in home care, you know, those nurses in particular have, you know, had to really learn how to adjust on a dime, you know, cause we went from pandemic hit and completely reworking how we serve the needs of our patients to then trying to figure out how we lived safely in a new norm. And they have just adapted to each thing that has been thrown their way. Um, But they have had to deal with a lot of changes, but I don't think, you know, from the patient family perspective, you know, that they feel like they've skipped a beat and that was the whole point of it. So the nurses really had to take, you know, the brunt of all of that, of learning how to shift on a dime and, you know, not let it show outwardly, you know, stress or worry or, any of that stuff. Yeah, and I would, I could piggyback off of that. And uh, the nurses here on the inpatient unit, a lot of the same adapting to change quickly uh, with the guidelines coming out with COVID and changes in visitation policy, um, changes to the amount of visitors we have on the unit and, and being t- able to provide care to those visitors as well, trying to protect themselves and their families while they're here at work, working through a pandemic. Um, they just they've worked tirelessly really through the whole two years. Um, also going through nursing shortages, going through times on the unit where we were not uh, fully staffed and signing up and working extra shifts, working overtime, working shifts that are not their norm. Um, you know, a day shift, maybe working a night shift, things like that. Uh, they just really worked, have worked really hard over the past couple of years in meeting the needs of the unit. I would agree, too. I think adaptability to change has been huge over the last two years. I mean, there's always some level of change, but the amount of change that we've had over this short amount of time and everybody has just rolled with all the punches, 
you know, early on in COVID, we were one of the few hospices that were willing to take COVID patients. And, you know, like for, for my team, the liaisons and the admissions nurses, they were still willing to go out, you know, and meet with these people and, and talk about, you know, our services, get them admitted under care. We even had um, a liaison that for a while was actually on our COVID team. That they were the specific ones that went into those, those homes to meet with those people. Um, so I think, you know, that adaptability to change has been, has been huge over this last two years. Well, and Amy, for your specific team, for our COVID patients that were unfortunately dying of COVID and coming onto hospice care, your team is that first contact for them in the hospital, dealing with the the whole change and just even how hospitals allow visitors in, how mm-hmm. families gather, how we wear, you know, wearing masks in the home or in the room or, or whatever it is. And your team was really that first encounter. So to have that it must have been just such a such a, a shock for especially your your team. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was probably for everybody on a certain level, you know, whatever your role is here, but you know, to still knowing that our, our patients are our lifeline. That's you know, that's what we're here to do is to serve people. And you know, that never skipped a beat the whole time. So, you know, learning and adapting to work in a different way. Um, you know, even when there were, you know, visitor restrictions where our liaisons couldn't go into the hospitals and meet with people, you know, how how now do we connect with those people? Or when we were, you know, not allowed to go into nursing facilities, how can we still connect with those people to reach them to get other patients that are in need of our services? And Caitlin, your uh the, the individual specific care teams, and we did an episode on what the care team looks like from, from nurses, and obviously we're talking specifically about them this week, but all the disciplines, learning how to integrate technology in a big way with not just patients, but families in the care facilities, and to make that just as much a part of their care that they offer day in, day out as the, the traditional quote unquote visits that had always been done. Can you talk a little bit about the integration of, of technology that the nurses especially used um, during COVID? Absolutely. So, you know, we had right before COVID started, you know, our tap cloud telehealth platform, um, but it was still new. And then when, you know, COVID hit, we really had to just jump face first into that, learning how to really use that to our advantage to help patients and families Um, So it kind of became our lifeline of being able to do, you know, virtual visits with patients, you know, who we could do that with and that that was appropriate for. But, you know, they had never done that before. You know, we're hospice, so we're really hands-on care. So it was hard to shift how do you provide hospice care services over a telehealth platform, but they just went with it and rolled with it and it worked, you know. And so I think, you know, just diving into that face first. And yes, they were, you know, they're scared, hesitations, all that kind of stuff, but they never let it show. And now it's just part of what we do. We integrate those telehealth services um, into our stuff every day and it works. And we've realized what a tool and a benefit it is. Yeah. I think that was, uh, that was perfectly said, not without struggle. Right. And that, and that's with anything. I think if we learn anything from the pandemic, just as a society that uh, we can do so much, even when it can be difficult and a struggle. And that that's no different for our nurses who did an incredible job through it. 
Josh, we learned in the hospital systems, you know, completely changing visitor policies, some not allowing any visitors. You dealt with that on a smaller scale, but, you know, for our end of life patients being, being a hospice, it's magnified because of, of the vulnerable moment our patients and families are. Talk a little bit about what that was like for your nurses, if you would. That was a, a huge challenge, especially in the initial stages of COVID and limiting visitors and uh, for nurses that were here pre-pandemic that were accustomed to bring in anybody that wanted to come into the room to see their loved one and provide an education. A lot of times when there were multiple family members in the room, um, when you go from that to not allowing visitors or only having one or two in the room, you know, it was a huge shift in the way that we practice and relying more on even with the, the telehealth and uh, doing FaceTime visits and uh, phone calls, multiple phone calls a day with family members trying to keep them up to date on the condition of the patient and their loved one. Um, it was it was stressful at times. And, and just like in the hospitals, the, the nurses there in the hospital were going through the same thing where they just weren't allowed to, to visit with patients and families the way that they had in the past. So they were doing a lot more communication over the phone and having the same conversations over the phone with multiple family members throughout the day. Um, that was a challenge. And from all three of us, you know, just early in this conversation, the one thing I can recognize is that you you said it, hospice is a hands-on, it's a family-oriented, it's a collaborative effort with the patients, families, and our care teams. And this really threw a big wrench in that, in the delivery of that. But, you know, our nurses did a wonderful job of, of making up for that um, in, in the best way that they could, right? I would ask sort of, you know, as we're on here to, to celebrate our nurses, can I just hear um, maybe a specific or two, uh, whoever wants to go first on, on something that, I don't know, just sticks out for that, that our nurses went through or that a specific nurse went through and, and sort of came out the other side um, and, and, and did really great things for their community? Uh, I will... One one thing that sticks out in my mind is the very first COVID patient that we had admitted to the unit. There was a lot of nerves and, and staff were stressed. You know, we got word that we were taking our first COVID patient. And I'll never forget the nurse that was working that night. Um, she came in and, and I actually stayed into the night shift to make sure that patient got settled. And she came in and, you know, I said, hey, look, this is what's going on. We do have a COVID patient on the unit. And in my mind, I was preparing to tell her that everything was going to be okay. And we were just going to do what we always did. And, you know, she would provide great care. But she was like, okay, I can, we can do this, you know, and just very showed that confidence going into an uncertain situation. And uh, staff sort of got behind that and took that example and we carried that over into multiple multiple times going through seasons where we had more COVID patients on the unit than others. I'd kind of piggyback off that a little bit. I think just as a team, they all pulled together in such a resilient way. 
Um, you know, they were separated in the fact that, you know, we were no longer seeing each other in the morning or throughout the week and having conversations and we were working remotely from each other. Um, but they pulled together and just did such incredible teamwork all the time. Um, and it never, you know, phased them that they weren't together. They weren't connected. They learned to build different connections in a different way with each other and lean on their team in ways that they've never had to do before. And it worked and they came out stronger on the other side of it. And I think teamwork has always been something, you know, that the nurses that are on my team have always been very strong at. And that's something that just intensified, you know, during this time. Um, you know, if if they know that somebody's drowning and needs help, somebody's jumping in to help them. So that's just something that has continued on. And as we've gotten new people on our team, that's, you know, that's the model that we teach that we can, we continue on and we're, you know, do whatever we need for each other, as well as the people that we're serving. Yeah, I agree. I also add that I think during COVID we learned, you know, that we definitely have a culture of teamwork, you know, in the home care um, and facility team. And it's just only continued from there. So it's just creating a new culture that I think was already there, but we just strengthened. I've spent a lot of time with families whose loved ones were under our care. And the one thing that I always hear is how much appreciation that they have for their care team and the nursing staff that took care of them. And they can describe very specific ways in which their loved one was helped by our team. And I'm going to just real quick, and I know the supervisors will, uh, they know this already here, and that's why we have them on. But, you know, to start with uh, Caitlin's team. The, the home, going into someone's home, you're, you're reaching someone at some of their most vulnerable points. And all, all I ever hear is how much caring and effort that the nurses put in to ensuring that everybody feels heard and feels cared for and listened to. And I think that's a really, uh, you know, people are good and and we have weaknesses in certain areas, but that's one thing that I know that her nurses never lack is how much effort and care they give to those families and the patients in the home. And Josh, you know, you your nurses have some of the most difficult jobs with especially seeing a lot of, you know, terminal symptom management that they have. And uh, I definitely don't envy some of the times when that's really difficult for patients and families right? To see their loved one going through that and the work that, that you and your nurses and nurse practitioners put in to ensuring that those patients are their most comfortable end of life. And then Amy's team, it, they're our first contact with many families and patients in the hospital. And they always represent us in a very beautiful way. And I use that word specifically because the work we do can often be difficult to talk about for families. We've done advanced directives podcasts. We've done topics that families don't, you know, that we, that people that aren't facing end of life and terminal illness don't want to talk about because of it's taboo or it's scary. Amy's team confronts that at the door every time and does their best to bring that piece to the family from the first step. So to all of our nursing staff teams out there, you know, it, your work is noticed by others in the organization, by your community, and by your patients and their families. So as we wrap up, I just invite 
you know, my, my team leaders here to just say one final word about the work of, of our nurses. I would just say um, thank you very much for all the hard work that you put in. Um, it's not an easy job. A lot of a lot of people have misconception about what hospice nurses do, but we know in working in it and working with you that we know that your job is very difficult at times, and we do appreciate what you do and the effort um, that you put in and your perseverance over the last couple of years, especially. But just keeping on doing what you're doing, we're grateful for each of you. Yeah, I'd say thank you too. And, you know, everyone who works on the home care team truly has a passion for what they do. Um, Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing with such, you know, care and compassion that they provide every day. So just thank you. Um, Thank you for, you know, giving your gifts to our community. And, you know, just it's an honor to work with every one of them. And again, thank you. And, you know, thank you probably doesn't even seem enough. Um, but, you know, all the nurses that work for hospice have such a heart for what we do. Um, but, you know, especially in the ones on our, you know, on my team who they're, they are the frontline ones. They are the ones having, you know, difficult conversations that, you know, doctors aren't even willing to have with people. So, um, you know, that, that is hard doing that day in and day out. So we appreciate you. Yeah. And we want to give voice to, if you are in the community, and I've had a, a, a special care experience with one of our nurses. We have a hospice heroes tab on our website and that is red. And, and a lot of times, you know, it, it's difficult, right? Because you may not see that hospice nurse again after your loved ones passed. And it, you may not know what to do with those uh, feelings of gratitude that you may have for your care team. So that's a way that you can uh, show that is, is going through our website and, and visiting the hospice heroes. And it, since this is nurses week, uh, I think it's great that we celebrate this and this podcast, you know, we talk about the community support and we talk about education and we talk about all the things that hospice does at the end of the day, our nurses is what puts hospice together. And it's what gives patients and families peace and comfort through our end of life care. And that's, that's the goal. So without our nurses, it's not possible. So thank you so much for uh, coming on and talking about them today. We want to, we want to honor them and, and uh, a podcast may not be a complete way to do that, but we hope it's just one piece of the puzzle that our nurses feel valued. And, and we focus on hospice nurses. This, this extends but, uh, you know, since we're a hospice podcast, we'll focus on them. So thank you for uh, coming on today and speaking about your nurses and giving our community a chance to uh, show their appreciation as well. 